yes. Go. You live. Go. You stay. We belong dead. What's up? Welcome to uh, We Belong Dead, episode five, <laughs> or hand, I'm not sure. This is the hand episode. Yeah. Uh, big doings around here, for me, anyway. Right. Some uh, life moments have occurred. Yeah. We're in a new studio, in a new house. Yeah. In a studio that my giant ass can't stand straight up in. <laughs> it's true. Know, it's all good. We're getting the ceilings lowered, or we might get the floors. I mean, the ceilings. Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, it's I'm Lono, and I'm here like I normally am, and uh, Officer Martineau is with me. I am. Of the DEA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll be hearing about this all night. <laughs> Probably. Uh, this is going to be interesting because it's, I mean I think normally this is the the dynamic yeah is that uh, I'm very scattershot and you tend to bring everything into focus sure for anyone listening but I think tonight it's going to be even more so <laughs> because I'm incredibly stoned and right. you can't smoke tonight right I have a new job and uh, it's as a narc for the LPD. <laughs> um, so there will be no episode six. Uh, just giving you a heads up now for the listeners. Uh, go ahead and unsubscribe. It would almost be worth it to elaborately like Andy Kaufman this podcast. Oh yeah. Just at this point, add in effects of like cops busting doors down, yeah. and yelling freeze. That would that would be awesome. Then it just goes dead, <laughs> and then we post that two minute and forty five second podcast. Wow. Well, you know, yeah. not I'm, this time. Yeah. Well. <laughs> it's so hard. It's been so hard for us to get together that I don't think we can throw away uh, the time that we have to do a podcast. That's a valid on point. an elaborate <laughs> practical joke. Uh, anyway, that would have been funny. Uh, episode five, but yeah, I've been on a, everything. Dispatches from the weird has been on a bit of a hiatus uh, for the past month or so uh, because of my massive uh, change of address. Uh, it sucked. Yeah. Moving everything over here. Yeah. Um, and now it sucks trying to figure out where to put everything. <laughs> right. I need to take a week off from my real work. Yeah. My real work. Like I'm a vigilante. <laughs> I need to take a week. Uh, anyway, I need to... Take a um, week off from justice. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to, but you know what? Crime never sleeps. The city needs you, man. Crime does not take a holiday. Uh, the city needs you. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm in a new place. It's a smaller place, but a larger studio. Yeah. Uh, space-wise, not height-wise. Sure. <laughs> it's true. Ian cannot stand up straight in the studio. My bad. Right. I mean, for the listeners, I am like seven and a half feet tall. So It's true. Yeah. It's true. Uh, just picture me 
sitting across the table from Andre the Giant. With a beard. And that's pretty much Ian. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's pretty on point. It's <laughs> pretty on point. Leotard and everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, last night, uh, as of this recording last night, Ben and I finally started setting up the studio. It still very much looks like a uh, like a room in the basement of a 17-year-old who lives at home. I was going to say like youth correctional facility. <laughs> or but. we could go with that, yeah. <laughs> There's still a lot of... Uh, decorating to do yeah but ben and i last night uh well as you have heard go listen to the newest dispatches from the weird uh it's that's the official first podcast back from our hiatus uh season six episode one. <laughs> oh, episode zero it's a bridge episode yeah oh nice so uh yeah go listen to that but yeah ben and i uh set, finally set everything up so we can record yeah and uh i don't know I, I, it's kind of cozy yeah, I, I like think it. It's gonna be much more cozy uh, once I get everything set up. It, it is. It is pretty terrifying right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so that happened. But we're back now. Yeah. With episode six, and we're hopefully on a nice weekly schedule now, so that our like upcoming releases and things like that make sense. Uh, irrelevant. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Because I was listening. Well, this is episode five. Right. Earlier today, I was listening to episode three, mm-hmm. and I guess we did that in like December. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Our uh, it's March now. Our, thir- well, our thirty days of horror in uh, <laughs> right <laughs> done in December, released in like middle of February, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, somewhere around there. <clears throat> but uh, we're hope hopefully we're back on a weekly basis, and and we are the. Um, Place to go for uh, two assholes giving their opinions on the horror genre. Yeah, I noticed something in episode three that I don't, that I hope no one is taking as pretend. As I just adjust my mustache, <laughs> he's, he's hope, literally twirling his mustache. That I as hope no one takes as pretentious. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I I find that I tend like when we talk about something like even slightly obscure. Mm-hmm. I tend to say something like, uh, you know, any true horror geek would know that. Right. And, sure. and, I, and that's, I don't mean to be, I'm not judging. If, if you're a fan of horror and all you know is like Van Helsing, <laughs> then that, I mean, that's fine. Is you it? Liked, well, no. Okay. All right. What I'm trying to say is that I'm not trying to judge our listeners sure. and make them feel bad if they're like, well, I've never heard of right. Harry Damore. I don't know what that is. But the asshole on the <laughs> radio said that if I was a real horror geek, I guess I'm not. Look, I mean, if if we can do nothing else but you know uh, inspire people to delve deeper into the horror genre via insult, then, I mean, that's I cool. I think that's what I'm trying. Not as much judge anyone for not knowing something because right. there's a lot i don't know sure that, that becomes evident every episode of this but um i think it's me stressing how badly someone who likes horror should right. check this out if they have it's, it's just more of a kick in the ass to get a motivated. right exactly yeah. that's what i mean so there's my half-assed apology for, <laughs> for feeling like i've been judging our listeners sorry not sorry uh, hashtag no new emails <laughs> so that's awesome where are you at, Robbie? <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh, yeah. We uh, we are uh, doing... Uh, I don't know what episode it will fall as, but in a couple of months, we're going to be doing a special 
on the road yeah. episode of We Belong Dead at the Scares the Care Convention. I'm so excited. I bring this up because until this uh, this happens, I'm, I'm urging anyone who uh, is out there to try and make it to this con because it's really cool and, and it's a really cool charity. Yeah. Uh, and it's a very, very mellow con. Like last year was their first year, and I could not believe how laid back uh, this And It's not, you know, uh, elbow to elbow. It's not long lines for autographs. Nice. It's, it's really wonderful, and everyone that was there was great. Not an asshole in the bunch. Well, good. So check out Scares the Carrots, July 24th through the 26th in Williamsburg, Virginia, at the Doubletree Hilton. That hotel is sold out. Uh, we're there, right. but um, there are surrounding hotels. Like last year, I stayed at a really sketchy Ramada. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, is there any other kind of Ramada? I don't think so. Uh, but that's going to be a lot of fun. And check out Scares the Care online and uh, support those guys. Also, business that I always try to get out of the way at the beginning of the podcast, the Harley Poe 7 Inches of Hell are still coming out and still available. HorrorHoundRecords.com. And uh, as always, check out Harley Poe and support the fuck out of those guys. Uh, in my opinion, they're the best thing that horror music has going for them currently. Uh, God knows it's not whatever the current incarnation of the Misfits is. No. Uh, <laughs> sorry Black Veil Brides man Jerry only lost me uh, on that uh. Uh, so yeah Harley Poe scares the care and now on to the show portion of the show <laughs> Ian yes there's the trailer out for a remake mm-hmm. that I'm really excited about okay what do you think it might be you don't have a rundown <laughs> I don't have a rundown uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Poltergeist it is Poltergeist. Well, there we go. That is a great trailer. It really is. It looks like they're going to do justice. It has the, uh, fu- was it the future uh, Mrs. X, uh, Martino Sam Rockwell in it? Uh, <laughs> future former Mrs. There you go. Martin, That's uh, it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Did you ever watch that uh, pod, the Kevin Pollock show? No, no. I haven't it's watched great, that man. And it's on iTunes now. For, oh, okay. Cool. For download. It's really good, though. Yeah. He seems like a really cool guy. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm excited. It looks very good. Yeah. And Sam, I mean, we bring him up almost every podcast. <laughs> I think he, we he had actually great. every every podcast. He really so is a great fucking actor. Yeah. I was watching Confessions of a Dangerous Mind earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not disappointed. Speaking of, real quick, uh, we've we've lost another of the titans of the entertainment industry. I don't know if you heard about this. Uh, Gene Gene the Dancing Machine. I did. Died. I yeah. did hear about that. That's a yeah, bummer. That is a bummer. But to be fair, I thought he was already dead. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I thought I remembered at the end of uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind them did, like <laughs> the, like the where are they now thing. It was like he passed away, but oh. I was wrong. Yeah. But that's a bummer. Yeah. Like, that guy was funny. Gong show guys. Yeah. Come on, get on it. Get with it. Come on. Any, Any horror geek exactly. knows <laughs> about the Gong Show. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, oh, we we did actually lose someone. Who's that? Uh, pretty awesome to to me in the horror genre. In the horror genre, even though, as to my knowledge, he's only done one horror film, but he was so fucking great in it. Mm. And that's uh, Daniel von Bargen. He played Nix in uh, Lord of Illusions. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was the uh, head of the rival police force in, uh, in Super, Super Troopers. Troopers. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was on Malcolm in the Middle, apparently. Uh, the guy had quite a career, but I, I know him as Nix from yeah. uh, Lord of Illusions. That's a bummer. Yeah, 
he had had a pretty troubled last few years, I believe. I think it's I like remember. Health wise, yeah, I think I remember hearing or reading uh, an article about how he had he had uh, attempted suicide. Oh. He had had he had uh, diabetes, I believe, mm. and had to have like a leg amputated. Oh, and shit. it was just like, and the suicide attempt failed. But it was like, I want to say with a gun. Oh fuck! Yeah, so uh, you know, R.I.P. Daniel Von Bart. Yeah. you were awesome as Nick's and Nick's uh, Lord of Illusions being something that I, we bring up every podcast. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> do we just do the same podcast over? Uh, essentially, yeah. I think we do. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Basically, we the same email. podcast with a uh, with a different recast at the end, and that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Poltergeist remake. Yeah. So, who do you think directed the original? Do you, do you know about this controversy? Uh, I'm not sure that I'm aware of it. It's it's a Toby Hooper film. Right. But there are these theories that he was so out of control and such a maniac that Spielberg actually came in and directed. Wow. Yeah. But no one's been able... No one, I don't think, has ever asked him, As uh, Hooper, Spiel, oh, or Hooper. Spielberg, yeah. in interviews... But like cast members have said different things. Like it's, hmm. a, you should look into it. It's, yeah. a, it's a rabbit. Have, it's a rabbit hole. Definitely. I have heard of like the curse of that movie though, just because like oh, so right, many yeah. people who acted in it have died. Yeah. Not Craig T. Nelson. No, otherwise we wouldn't have had The Incredibles. And somehow not uh, James Karen. Right. <laughs> that guy's like in his nineties, like, yeah, like late nineties, and he's still doing work. Yeah, he's amazing. Uh, the pinnacle. For me, with him is uh, Return of the Living Dead, definitely. Right. Um, yeah, good stuff. No, good stuff. That's my new go-to <laughs> phrase. Um, Dark Sky Films has come into a bit of an issue. Uh, they 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 released um, Manson, the James Van Beber film, mm-hmm. which is really unsettling and wonderful. Uh, if no one has seen it. Uh, Van Bever's pretty pretty great. Um, I don't have specifics. I don't know that specifics have ever been, have been released, but apparently, uh, and I think as of this recording, it's it's too late. But um, they were forced to destroy the remaining stock of their Manson family. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I don't I don't know what I the believe story they were was. ripping James Van Bever off. Right, is the vibe I got from it. Right. Uh, if anyone knows the actual story, please uh, email us. But I don't understand. Right? com. I, I don't understand that that call to action, though. Like, okay, we're going to fuck over the director, so let's just... It, I mean, I would get it if it was like, we're not going to produce anymore. Right. Yeah, but it's, yeah. we're not going to produce inventory. anymore. Yeah. Hurry up and buy them because the rest of them are going to be burned. Right. Like, that. why? Like, what is there to gain from that? Well, it doesn't really matter because I already have it. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and any horror geek and, worth assault. Damn you! <laughs> damn you! It's true, though. Yeah. Uh, uh, there is a there's a a, a voice a, a voice a a, a, a a force in horror named Mick Garris. Yes. Who, uh, from all accounts and everything that I've seen, is like the nicest guy in horror. <laughs> um. But he has a website now called uh, MickGarrisInterviews.com. And I, I urge everyone to check it out. It is so great. He has um, interviews from like the 70s with Spielberg. Oh, wow. And he had like a, a show on the Z Channel 
where he interviewed like cult filmmakers and horror filmmakers and sci-fi and he has now posted those for free on this website it's john landis is on it and wow. i think hooper is on well, hooper's on a newer one but there's that then there's like um new interviews that he's done with rick baker and uh toby hooper and john carpenter and guys like that uh, but it's it, it it'll take up a lot of your time in a wonderful way right because uh, he's a great interviewer and uh he knows what he's talking about much unlike me uh so ch- definitely check out mick garris interviews um the next point i have is walking dead stuff <laughs> and then in parentheses ian yeah um What's going on with Walking Dead? Uh, I mean, it's still going on. It's, it's, it's <laughs> was, still a thing. Wasn't there like a finale tonight? Or No, there's uh, <laughs> either three or four episodes left in the season. Oh, okay. Yeah. Although, uh, spoil, semi-spoiler free, um, I'm not going to name names, but there was like a fairly heartbreaking... <coughs> you right? Excuse me. <coughs> there was a uh, fairly heartbreaking death on tonight's episode. Uh, kind of the uh, heart, soul, hope character of the group just got oh, fucking God, don't noshed tell on. me the governor died <laughs> no no he's, he's still alive and good. kicking no yeah. yeah good yeah wow i just really got strangled um <laughs> this is um going back a bit i heard there's some homosexuality on the walking dead there is yeah um, well, first of all, it's always kind of been like rumored and semi hinted at that Daryl, the uh, heartthrob of the show, is, looks is like gay. A, it looks like a meth addict. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, um, that he's gay. Um, it's never actually been said. Um, and then there are two new characters in this like community that the core group has been like brought into that are just that are they're a gay couple and. Uh, they they have a kiss and everything. Are their names Ethan and Tim? Aaron and maybe Tim. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know why I just wanted names. Yeah. Uh, I I wonder. You want to put them on your list? I wonder how. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how many people have been outraged. I mean, as far as like social media and all that's concerned, like I haven't really heard any outrage. But you know, most of the people that's cool our age who are watching this show yeah. aren't gonna get all butthurt, excuse the pun. I figured about there were that. a lot of people though that watch Walking Dead who like aren't necessarily horror fans. Yeah. But are like um <laughs> like like uh, militia type Okay. Yeah, like hunters. Oh, like, like preppers. Like, and, and, yeah. yeah, right. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I kind of wish that there were like hidden cameras in, in their bunkers. <laughs> right. For when the kiss happened, just yeah. to see their reaction. That's true. That would have been, that would have been good. <laughs> yeah. I did, I, I, uh, I do have, I do have one acquaintance who's not, um, who's fairly, for lack of a better term, homophobic. And we we're talking about the episode where they kiss the next day. And he's like, so just full on kiss on the lips there. I was like, well, that's what, uh, couples who are in love do. That's yeah. It's kind of how that works. Moving on. It's a good point. Wow. We have a lot to get to. I just realized. Yeah. Uh, and it, there's stuff from like the past two weeks that you've sent me on Facebook that yeah. I haven't added to this. That's fine. So anything that pops into your head that you've sent and you want to talk about, Please bring it up. If nothing else, we can have overflow for next week. Yeah, true. So. Uh, okay, uh, walking to fault the faults trailer. The what? Faults. Faults. You sent me a trailer for a movie called Faults. F A U L T S. 
And I, I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> I was really hoping that you would. I'm not even high now. It know looked what the like fuck a, it looked about. like a thriller, from what I remember. Not necessarily like horror, like hard horror. Okay, I th- I think I know what you're talking about, but let me look it up real quick before. <laughs> we're the worst. Oh my god, we're I the worst. IMDb. IMDb. Nah. God damn it. <laughs> Hold on. Yep, okay, this is what I was thinking about. Okay, we're good. Um, yeah, what's that all about? It it looks really interesting. It's starring Leland Orser. Um, Reference? Uh, he was in... Really? Independence Day? Um, oh, okay, yeah, from Independence Day. Right. Um, let's see here. Let me see what's the biggest thing that he's been in recently. A lot of TV. He, he, I mean, he's a character actor. He's done like lots of bit roles. Yeah, well, I certainly know character actor. He was in, he was in um, the Taken movies as one of Liam Neeson's like special forces buddies. Um, oh, uh, an Alien Resurrection. He's the guy who has the uh, little alien embryo, and to take out the main baddie, he puts his head to his okay, chest. Yeah, hey, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, he he's basically a uh, like a cult member deprogrammer. That's right. Okay, I remember this now. And the delicious Mary Elizabeth Winstead is yeah. is the cult member that he's trying to deprogram. She does taste really good. I'm sure she does. Um, and, <laughs> Why did we ever break up? Oh well. Um, it's it was my fault. From um, from the trailer, it seems like it's kind of a drama slash dark comedy. Like there seems like there's some. Like sick humor in there as okay, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm pretty excited about this one actually. I'm, yeah, uh, I remember. I'm hopeful for it. I mean, if I wrote it on here without writing like looks terrible, right? You know, then I know that I was like, fuck yeah, I wanted to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for the listeners, go go the watch the trailer for faults. Uh, some footage was found recently from the thing, the Carpenter film. God damn it, Richie. Pretty sure you sent me that, too. Um, I think it may have been... Maybe an alternate ending? An alternate ending, yeah. yeah. And I I don't... I think it was kind of like with the Evil Dead remake, more footage. Like, right. it wasn't yeah, really yeah. anything yeah. worth watching. I'm so glad I brought it up. Yeah. Uh, there was a shooting at the Monroeville Mall. Was there? Yeah. I just thought that was interesting because huh. of Dawn of the Dead. Right. Uh, Damn. Yeah. Were they headshots? Or, do you know? The, you have to aim for the head. Right. Uh, you also sent me some information about the documentary about the island of Dr. Moreau yes. and Richard Stanley. Yeah. Have you heard anything else about that? Was I haven't. I just know that... I'm pretty uh, excited. ...that the Blu-ray for Island of Dr. Moreau is in my wish list now. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've seen that movie all the way through since I saw it in the theater with my dad. It's been a very long time for yeah. me. Um, um, I remember being disappointed. Me too, even as like a younger yeah. version of myself. Because uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I read I read the book when I was in like fourth grade and loved it. And so when I heard about the movie being made, I was like super jazzed. And then saw it, and I was like, first of all, Marlon Brando's fucking creepy. Right. Uh, his little mini me is even creepier. <laughs> yeah. Um, not sure what the hell's going on there. Um. But apparently there's there was like a whole lot of drama and a whole lot of controversy behind that movie when it was being made. Apparently Richard Stanley kind of snapped and yeah. just would like climb up a tree and stay there all day and wouldn't come down. And 
I think uh, there were some huge egos as far as some of the actors were concerned right. as well between Brando and uh, Kilmer. Yeah. Um, I need to rewatch the movie, and I'm really interested to see this this documentary. Yeah, it looks it looks um, very very interesting. It looks like maybe a cross between Lost in La Mancha and Yodorowsky's Dune. Yeah, yeah, which sounds great. Sure, absolutely. Um, there's a petition going around online that, that this will never happen, but I think that it would be wonderful if it did right. to have Odorous be a character in Mortal Kombat. Yes. Have you seen that? Yeah. I don't think it will ever happen, but I, I would love if it did. Probably not. Uh, but, I mean, there's. have you heard any other news about Mortal Kombat right now? Uh, the I heard I heard that they released footage of the Jason yeah. playable character. Jason's going to be in it. Um, Ed Boon, who's like the big guy behind <coughs> Mortal Kombat, has also talked about bringing the Predator in. Oh, nice! Which would be fucking awesome. <laughs> um, uh, I and I was talking to Steven about it actually, and uh, apparently Boone has wanted for a long time to do like an all horror casted. Version of Mortal Kombat that needs to happen. Yeah, like with like you know Jason, Freddy, Pumpkinhead, yeah. Predator. It's just getting all the, the tall man from the people that exactly. own those characters. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's kind of a nightmare. But, yeah, understandably so. Sure, but I. But I, you would hope that the that those companies would would have a for the greater good type of sure <laughs> vibe. Well, and it. I'm not even a huge like fighting game fan anymore. Like I used to be when I was right. a kid, but I would. Just buy get that opening day. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. Um the Ben Temple Smith Dagon Kickstarter <sighs> you are a part of. I am. Yeah. Just me. I I bought a new Jeep. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I bought a new Jeep and I have a con coming up. Well <laughs> well I'll uh I'll I hate bring, myself. I'll bring it by and let you look at it from a distance. Great, thanks. And uh but yeah The main um, thing that I want from this whole like Kickstarter deal is the Lovecraft portrait. Yeah, that's the. I mean, the book will be great and everything. Sure. But I just fuck. I want that portrait so bad. Yeah, yeah. It's I, this is actually the first Kickstarter I've I've been involved in. Mm. Um, I cannot correctly express my admiration for Temple Smith. Like everything he's done. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. And the fact that he's taking on an actual Lovecraft story as opposed to just like bringing Lovecraftian themes into his original work is yeah. uh Which I fantastic. would say he's probably never done. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Wormwood Gentleman Corpse says nothing. There's nothing Lovecraftian about that. No, absolutely not. I mean, no, no tentacled any, anything. Any here. horror geek <laughs> worth, <laughs> worth their salt knows <laughs> Uh, but so yeah. what are you getting? What what's your rewards package? I got the obelisk edition, which Ooh, was a uh, which was the <laughs> which was the fifty four dollar package. Uh, that's the special edition of the hardcover with a slipcase. Has the signed portrait of Lovecraft, um, another print that he added on, just called the deep one. Yeah, um, and a bookmark. Um, I, yeah, I'm so excited. Can like I'm, you, I'm trying not you, to gush over it too much because I want to feel like a dick flaunting it in front of you. <laughs> can you uh, email him and ask him to send you a second portrait? Sure. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're I mean we're on a first name basis at this point. So I figured you were. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's had to suck his dick a few times, but that's fine. Anyone that isn't familiar with Ben Temple Smith, definitely check him out. I would I suggest Wormwood. That's just my favorite yeah. thing that he's done. But. Everything he's done has been amazing. Thirty days a night. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Hoxford. Hoxford was 
badass. Fell. Fell. Written by I Warren Ellis. Really oh my wish God. they would continue. Um, what's the other one? Uh, Ten Grand is another one that he just did the art for. I don't think I know. Um, Groom Lake was. I think that was his first like original writing story. Maybe a second after Welcome to Oxford. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Um, but he's had a few others. He's he's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, he really is. He seems like a really likable guy. Oh, yeah. Everything I've read. Like, all the videos that he's posted and sent, like, from the Kickstarter has just been him, like, just gushing over the response (laughs) and thanking everybody and just being very appreciative of of the fans, which, you know, isn't always the case once you get to the bigger name, Creative Minds. Definitely not. Alan Moore. So that's the news that I've got. Do you have anything else? No. I think that's good. All right. Uh, Topics. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I wrote a, a fairly brief review of the Town that Dreaded Sundown remake. Okay. Uh, it's on weirdochurch.com. I liked it. I yeah. enjoyed it. Uh, I thought they did some really, really clever stuff. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to just, you know, read the review. I want people to go check it out, but, uh, it's definitely worth reading. It's odd. That movie was made quite a while ago and I think got a limited theatrical run and then, it's only available on Netflix now. There's no DVD out. There's no Blu-ray out. Really? Yeah, it was really strange. That's interesting. But it is streaming on Netflix, and I don't know if the original is or not, but to I, I, I think to really <clears throat> to get how creative the remake was, mm-hmm. you, you need to watch the original. Is that still on Netflix as well? Because I, I know it was I on there for a while. I know the remake is still on there. Right. I would guess they would leave the original on. Uh, I would hope, but right. um, but yeah, definitely worth checking out. And, and head over to weirdochurch dot com and uh, read my review, and tell me how uh, wise and <laughs> handsome I am. Yeah, <clears throat> I watched Starry Eyes. Ian, what'd you think? I did not like it very much. Yeah, uh, that's kind of a harsh way of putting it. I, I didn't hate it. Sure. I don't. I don't plan on trading the Blu Ray in. Uh, as I had planned to do with another one on this list, um, and I've I've, meant, I've talked about this before, and, I, and it makes me sound kind of misogynist, and I don't mean for it to. Right. I'm very, very, very happy that there are horror films that are geared toward women. Sure. Um, but over half the time, they don't impress me, and it's not a. Men do it better. It's not scenario. because you hate women. It's just because it's not geared to my wheelhouse. Right. You know, uh, there have been examples that that prove the. I mean, the the what is it the 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 thing that proves the point, the exception that proves the point. Yeah. Is that, the exception to the rule. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Any horror geek worth there. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, like, <laughs> and something I'm not proud of. Like, I really enjoyed. Uh, what was that Megan Fox one? Uh, Jennifer's Body. Jennifer's Body. I liked yeah. that movie. Sure. Um, definitely geared toward <laughs> toward girls. Yeah, especially with Megan Fox and Amanda Seyfried yeah. uh, makeup scene. <laughs> okay. It's geared you towards the women. <laughs> I had actually forgotten about that. That's how not misogynist I am. Um, but this, this movie, it, it's very much what I predicted it would be in episode three. And that is an American Suspiria. Right. Vibe. Do you think that's what they were going for? It feels like they have to have been, I mean, it even has a slightly Italian feel to it. Yeah. Like a, just a hint of giallo enough to, 
sprinkle right. on the crust. <laughs> it is not a bad film, and it is gory as fuck, and it is weird as fuck. But it's 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 geared towards such a small slice of fans. Yeah. It's like specifically geared toward uh, young women in California who are trying to make it in the acting game. Gotcha. Like, so I, I was a bit disappointed. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff about it. I'll watch it again, I'm sure. Sure. But I'm, I, I, I keep going on about it mainly because I expected to have a glowing review of it. Yeah. And I, and I can't. That's not to say that it's a bad film, though. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, I rewatched The Dark Half. Oh, yeah. Scream Factory's release of The Dark Half. It's still great. Yeah. It might be greater than it was like when I was younger. Oh, really? I watched it, yeah. Because I know you said it was one of your favorites from yeah, childhood. It's definitely, uh, it definitely still is. It might be my favorite non-zombie Romero film. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. And the commentary track with George is well worth listening to. Yeah. They talk about a couple of people that they they had almost locked to cast as the main character mm-hmm. that um, Timothy Hutton ended up playing. Right. And I don't know if I want to spoil Michael J. Him. Fox. I almost want... I, 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was Michael J. Fox, and he passed. They went to Crispin Glover. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there was a horror film that went straight to video with Crispin Glover playing dual roles. Did you ever see it? Like no. the place in like, like on the on a farm. Simon Says... I bought it for like 50 cents when Blockbuster was going out of business. <laughs> and I remember being highly impressed huh. as a fun kind of shitty horror right. film, like the ones that I love. Uh, anyway, that's not what we were talking about. The, the dark half. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 a great package. Scream Factory, of, of course, knocked it out of the park again. As they tend to do. Yeah. No. Uh, I also just recently from Scream Factory watched. I really they should sponsor us. They really should at this point. The only thing I want is the movies, right? Like just send me care packages of your new releases. Sure. I will gut, but I guess they don't have to because I do it anyway. Right. So what? Uh, I'm not going to talk about Scream Factory releases anymore, guys. Until we get a petition going to Scream Factory uh, to start sending me free shit. If you're good at something, never do it for free. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> i got to find something I'm good at. Oh. Um, Blackula and Scream Blackula Scream, oh the two-pack. I love both of those movies. And I think I love Scream Blackula Scream even more. Oh, my God. William Marshall is... William Marshall does not appear to think that he is acting in a shitty movie. Right. He is phenomenal. Right. As Blackula. Well, he's probably like, you know, I'm glad. Everything else uh, around him is pretty shitty. Right. Which makes it all that much better to zero in on him. Well, he was probably of the mindset, you know, it's like, hey, I'm a well-trained actor. This is this is all I got. He might was, as well. He's, he's, uh, he was Shakespearean. Yeah. Yeah. Might, might as well just give it all I got, even though this movie is a pile of steaming shit. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's also Scream Factory. And, Wasn't uh, there a black version of Frankenstein as well? Blackenstein, yeah. <laughs> of course. What else could it possibly be? In uh, in one of the commentary tracks uh. on Blackula, commentary track on <laughs> right, Blackula. Right. Let that sink uh, in for a moment. Yeah, they talk about how they had pl- they there were plans for a Blackula versus Blackenstein. Of course, there were. It never happened. Yeah. 
because it didn't. <laughs> um, I uh, have uh, downloaded and listened to John Carpenter Lost Themes. Oh, how is that? It's great. Yeah. If you're a fan of John Carpenter's scoring. Sure. Um, there are a few tracks here and there that miss no. for me, um, but overall it's really great. I The night that I got it, I, I um, got baked, and I, I don't... Um, I don't um, condone people getting stoned and driving. No. But I do. Right. <laughs> uh, but it's like 2 in the morning. We live in a small town, and and I do like 30 at most when I'm <laughs> baked. And I go drive around back roads. Yeah. You know? So I did that with this, and I, I was genuinely creeped out at several moments. Oh, good. Just from, from his music, yeah. So I highly recommend people check out uh, John Carpenter's album lost scores i haven't gotten it on vinyl yet i need to oh yeah uh have you watched anything recently the last horror movie i watched uh just because on tv the other day was 30 days of night okay which which i love um i uh, need to rewatch it i only saw it once you do and i remember not being that blown away by it but i i wasn't a big fan of the comic yeah either. i never not that i wasn't a big fan i just never really tried it sure <clears throat> but no. there was there's an actor in that movie that I love, Mark Boone Jr. He He's a big dude with like a big beard, uh, usually long, like scraggly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was in. He's in uh, Sons of Anarchy. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's like the gruff, like badass. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that guy. I like oh yeah, that actor. Yeah. Um, but it's been since the first. I mean, the last time I saw that movie was the night it came out on DVD. Oh, he should definitely give another shot. Yeah, yeah. I, I should. <clears throat> um. And then, uh, but that was just because it came on TV. The last horror movie that I watched, uh, like made a point to watch. Um, for those in the Lynchburg area, you know we've been fucked by snow uh, fairly recently, uh, multiple times. Wow, it feels like we've been going a lot longer than we have. How long would you say we've been rolling? Uh, 37 minutes. Okay, never mind. Okay. <laughs> 38. There you go. Um, what does this marijuana do to you? <laughs> Um, but, uh, so I, I figured I should watch a, uh, uh, some appropriate movies, uh, and I watched both Dead Snow films for oh, the first time, like I, the double I feature. I really enjoy those movies. <sighs> they were so good. <laughs> I think I like the second one even more. Yeah. <clears throat> I do kind of appreciate that they kind of went the, uh, Evil Dead type route. In the first one? Well, no, I just mean in that, you know, the first one, like, there was comedy oh, in right. it. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Oh, they totally did, yeah, yeah. But then, like, but it was more, like, straight horror. Um, and then the second one, there was like, fuck it, this is going to be funny as hell. Yeah, I never, I didn't put that together. Yeah. You're totally right, yeah. yeah. Um, it didn't hurt that the sequel was in English. No. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a, the type to, like, piss and moan about subtitles. Oh, I'm not either. I mean, but, but I'm, th- I, I always think about Ben. Because right. I tried to get him to watch the first one, yeah, for like since it's been out, right, and he just can't get over the hump of like having to read it, yeah. So now I'm like the sequel. It's on right. Netflix. It's in English. You yeah, know, watch it. So, but yeah, I yeah. love both of them. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The uh, was the zombie hit squad or whatever it was <laughs> came from America. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, uh, Martin Starr. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's great. That's- yeah. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have gotten high. <laughs> um, I bought and rewatched Dolls. Okay. The Stuart Gordon classic. Right. It's really fucking good. Is it? It's it's of that... It, it is exactly what it should be. I mean, it's no Puppet Master. Um, well, I mean, 
Charlie Band's company did both of them. Oh, there you go. Yeah. In fact, I get the feeling that Dolls inspired him to create Puppet Master. Yeah. Uh, you know, a few years later. Yeah, I, f- I feel like that's probably not a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, really fun. Yeah. Really fucking fun. And uh, loaded down, of course, by Scream Factory. Sure. With um, new artwork and, and everything. It's I love it when a movie like Dolls... I, I, lo- like, I love that they released Blackula and Scream, Blackula Scream. Sure. They didn't really pull out all the stops on it like it's just uh on the double features they typically don't right what, there's, what it looks like there's yeah. like a commentary there's an interview right and a couple trailers right and the artwork is just like the two movie posters side by side which right. is fine but i love it love it when they take a movie like dolls and just fucking treat it like citizen kane which like is motel what they hell did. yeah that's another yeah. great example Brand new artwork that's yeah. fantastic, a reversible cover. Mm-hmm. That gets me. That's because <laughs> I can do the slipcase. That's the new artwork, right? And then the actual Blu-ray has the original poster on. I'm such a fucking nerd. It's uh, okay. Anyway, but Shout yeah. Factory did the same thing for Tank Girl, and I was really excited right, about yeah. it. Yeah, well, it's the same company. Yeah, Shout and Scream. For sure. Yeah, we need to work for them. We really do. <laughs> we should be their official podcast. <laughs> Damn it! I got some emails to send. Yeah. Uh, okay, this might, this will probably be the last time for a while that we will bring up this. Okay. But it's something that we've brought up every podcast. Horns. Yeah. I finally watched it. Yeah. Uh, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. One night at like two in the morning. Yeah. Stoned out of my mind. Of course. So, so deeply did I fall in love with this movie. <laughs> That the next day I woke up, put on a pair of jeans, threw on my coat, literally like woke up five minutes later in jeans, right. shoes on, coat, drove to Best Buy, bought it on Blu-ray, <laughs> drove back, yeah, watched the Blu-ray. Yeah. I, I really loved this movie. It's it, still on Netflix. It, it's kind of. I didn't need to buy it. The the Blu-ray is pretty slim on special features, it so, is, which yeah. was disappointing. Um. Yeah, no, I I loved it. Like as a fan of the book from pretty much, I mean, I, I read it pretty early after it came out. Um, I I thought the movie did a great job. Um, I think Daniel Radcliffe was a good choice, surprisingly good choice. Um, it was kind of funny though. I watched it for the first time with my girlfriend, and she has watched all the Harry Potter films, and I'm slowly getting through them. Mm. I blow it out in a weekend like I did. Oh man. God! Um, but she was like. Uh, no, this movie's really good. Like halfway through, she's like, this movie's really good. But I wish Harry Potter would stop saying the F word so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 I have nothing bad to say about yeah. that movie. Um, now, if only yeah, someone so would uh, pick up the novel for you so you can so you can read it. I've got it. I will. <laughs> All right. Yes, I know. Hey, I, I finally, we'll, we'll get to this. This is the final, not, I'm saving this for the final thing, right. but... Finally, you can no longer bring up something that you bring up all the time. So uh, then I, I also watched a, a movie that I took a chance on at Best Buy. I actually picked it up the same day yeah. as um, I picked up Horns, and it's called The Houses October Built. Okay, yeah, I've heard about this one. Um, Best Buy had an exclusive Blu-ray that you could only get there. Okay. Which, Why? <laughs> I don't know, but that oftentimes throws a good 40% into whether I buy it or not. Sure. I'm the same way. Yeah. So I picked it up. It, it isn't bad. It's mm. a it's a 
it's a faux documentary that was born out of a real documentary. Okay. These guys, uh, this group made a documentary uh, going across the country and visiting um, haunted house exhibits. Right. Scaremare for around here. Oh, God. (laughs) um, But actually scary. Right. Right. Um, And without a tent at the end where they (laughs) hand out Christian propaganda. Um. And it's it's really good, and the Blu-ray includes the original documentary. Oh, that's cool. Which was, I was really happy that I ended up buying it. Because yeah. after I watched the movie, I was like, okay, i got to see what this... And they actually didn't change a lot. They just kind of added a, a thread yeah. of a narrative. Oh, cool. It. Um, but it's really good. It's definitely worth checking out. I had never heard of it. I still haven't heard of it. Uh, unlike From anyone websites else. websites yeah. or anywhere. Um but yeah, the house is October built. If you can find the Blu-ray that has the original documentary, it's definitely well worth it. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna take that off because that's not really horror. Anything else from you? No. no. All right. <laughs> uh, just, just the 20 articles I've sent you over the past three weeks that I can't remember anymore. <laughs> you should archive them as well. Um, oh fuck! There's a whole new segment we're doing in this one. Okay, I forgot about this. All right, moving on. Uh, Cat people, the remake. <laughs> Scream Factory's release. Oh, cool! It is a bad movie. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is really bad. The, the best thing about that movie is the David Bowie song, uh, burning, burning down the fire, uh, putting out the fire with gasoline. Yeah, that's a great song. Oh, yeah. Uh, really bad movie. The, <laughs> even with Malcolm McDowell, it's a really bad. Movie. Natasha Kinski is hot. Sure, uh, but that's not enough <laughs> for this fucking movie. <laughs> for as little as you see, right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, She's hot, but there's not enough payoff. I'm not a misogynist. Right. But chicks need to be naked in my movies. <laughs> you do that. Yeah. Uh, I rewatched uh, Ed Wood. Okay. Yeah. Still my favorite Tim Burton movie. Sure. One of my favorite movies. It is so good. Yeah. Um, that's another one of those flicks that every time I watch it, it puts me in the mindset of like, hey, we need to make a fucking movie. Right. Uh, and then instead, I just end up watching Ed Wood films and documentaries <laughs> about him. Yeah, I, um, I'm always. Uh, <laughs> Joe's moving around upstairs. Right. I, when I think of my favorite Tim Burton films, I'm always torn um, between, like, as far as my favorite fun films of his, like, it's always kind of a tie between Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks is pretty And great. Beetlejuice. Yeah. I think Beetlejuice wins by a hair. Um, but then I think his best film is Big Fish. For me. I know a lot of people that feel yeah. that way, and yeah. I liked Big Fish, yeah. but uh, I, I think one of the main things I liked about it was that it didn't feel like a Tim Burton film to me. Yeah, sure. Uh, I thought that was cool at that point in his career for him to prove that. Right. I should I should rewatch it. I remember yeah. thinking that it was a bit schmaltzy for me. A little sappy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I didn't I didn't dislike it. Um, Scream Factory. I bought and watched without warning. A very cheesy alien invasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Starring Jack Palance and uh, um, uh, shit. What's his name? The guy that played Lugosi and Ed Wood. Oh, fuck. Martin Landau. Yep. Uh, he's almost your last name. <laughs> uh, it's it's horribly great. Uh, <laughs> I, I highly recommend it. Actually, I want to see if I can find. I have a friend, uh, my my best convention friend, uh, is a guy named Chuck, 
And without warning is one, of, and hopefully in the Scares the Care podcast, you'll get to meet Chuck. But uh, he he loves that movie. Uh, oh shit, I didn't save it. Oh well. Uh, and has been for years telling me that I need to watch it. Uh, so I finally did, and um, I decided to email him a live email as a live message him on Facebook as I watched it. Oh yeah, okay. And I had a nice little long. I thought what that I thought was pretty funny about um, the performances and. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, without warning, check it out. It's I mean, anything with palances in it is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But the weird thing about this movie is it's it's often pointed to by a lot of people who matter as being the predecessor to Predator. Really? As being the movie that like inspired Predator. Huh. I mean, Which I'm I can hu- see. I'm a huge Predator fan, so I should probably check you this out. You should probably check it out, yeah. It's huh. exactly like Predator. <laughs> Uh, also from Scream Factory, I watched The Legend of Hell House. Mm. Uh, always been one of my favorite uh, haunted house films. Sure, Roddy McDowell. Uh, just really, really good. Yeah. Not a lot uh, of features happening with that release. Mm. You think a great like, a, like a bigger film, like more influential film like that, would have quite a bit? I agree. Yeah. Scream Factory. Yeah. Well, they can't always knock it out of the park. I guess not. Uh, I also I'm all right, we got three more. I thought that you were going to have more <laughs> that you'd watched. <laughs> three, three more, and they're all Scream Factory films. Uh, no, none of them are. Mm. Uh, I rewatched Jason Goes to Hell. <laughs> yeah, that movie is the Halloween three of the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. We we may have made that parallel in oh, really? in a couple episodes. Yeah, but okay. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Okay, I really like yeah. it. Yeah, and I think it's really clever. Yeah. To, to kill him in the beginning, and then, sure, and then have him possess people throughout the movie, um, and then come back to the. I, I thought it was wonderfully done. Interesting, and very, very uh, courageous to do it. Yeah. Uh, interesting side note. Um, my friend over at Ridgecast, who's the J, uh, Jake, um, has taken it upon himself to go through and watch all of the Friday the Thirteenth movies, good from for beginning him. to end. Yeah, um, and he's not a huge horror guy. I mean, he he likes them, um, but he's not anywhere near you know our level. <laughs> Who is? Uh, uh, clearly. Um, but uh, I, I was very surprised when he told me that. I, I, good on him. I think it's I'm, – yeah. I'm, uh, Has he started it? Oh, yeah. Uh, last I heard, he was on the fourth one, okay. I believe. Um, Four, so, I believe that's the one with Crispin Glover. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll be sure to report back once yeah, he's watched them Yeah, please do. All. I yeah. wouldn't mind having him on as a guest once he's done. Sure. And do like a whole Friday the 13th I mean, we've been needing to do a crossover for a while now anyway. So. That's true. Yeah. Uh, okay, I watched that. Then uh, with what is hopefully not going to become my weekly uh, what the fuck was Robert England thinking <laughs> segment, uh, I got sucked in at Best Buy again with a Best Buy exclusive Blu-ray uh, of a film called Fear Clinic. Oh, yeah. Which apparently was a series. It was on like Showtime or something, uh, on, or maybe uh, Fearnet. Fearnet. Fearnet, yeah. And that they've now made into a movie, and it's really bad. <laughs> and one of your heroes is in it. Who's that? Uh, what's his name from Slipknot? Corey Taylor. Corey Taylor That's right. is in it. Yeah, it is really bad, Ian. <laughs> That's upsetting. Uh, I'm I'm going to give it to you before you leave tonight. 
because I know you're a Corey Taylor fan, so I thought maybe just based on that you would want to see it. Sure. It is not a good – I will warn you. It is not good. All right. Well, if you, if you give it to me before I leave, I'll make sure to watch it before next week, and I'll, I'll give you my take on it. No rush. Okay. <laughs> you just want, don't oh, want to talk about it. you can watch it next week? Right. No, no, no. But there's no rush in getting it back to me. Mm. Oh, speaking of uh, speaking of the bad uh, Robert England movies, have we gotten any feedback from the Dick Miller contest? No. Do you want to bring that up again? We haven't. Oh, uh, well. No email. No tweets. Yeah. Well, we're not even going to go over it again. Listen to episode four. You know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, I was pretty disheartened because yeah. I, I expected a couple days later at least that one guy <laughs> yeah I mean granted episode's only been out a week mm, yeah maybe a little less yeah that's true give it time fine I will <laughs> I'm also hoping that through Scares the Care we'll get some more listeners because we can let people there know yeah. that we do a podcast I actually want to either get some flyers or some cards. I was actually going to say we should get some business card, cards yeah. made. We can do that for like 15 bucks. Yeah, we should do that. Let's do that. Finally, in, in shit that I've watched, <laughs> I finally, at long last, watched a movie that you gave me to borrow uh, years ago, back in like the 90s. Right. <laughs> Uh, I saw the devil. Yeah. I think, didn't I let you borrow that before we even did our first episode yes. of the show? Okay, good. You did. I think it was when we did Radio Lono, maybe? It was, yeah. Uh, um, Which look out for upcoming episodes of that. Yeah, that's definitely coming back yeah. in a big way. Um, yeah, I've, I've made some changes to Radio Lono. Okay. Uh, in that I'm, I, I think I've mentioned it on other podcasts. I don't know if I have on this, but. Radio Lono is now going to be uh, the incredibly open and honest podcast that I do. Okay, cool. Uh, where it's just going to be me. You're going to learn way more about me than you'd like to know. <laughs> if I'm having a bad day, if I, it's just going to be no holds barred Yeah, uh, with music. Right. So if you're having a bad day, just expect a whole episode of Morrissey. And- <laughs> you, no, no, you will never hear Morrissey <laughs> on Radio Lono. That is a promise. Uh, I saw the devil. Yeah. Uh, I did not expect it to be that long. Sure. First of all, right. Uh, it did seem like two or three movies. In it one, really did. But that's okay. Uh, it didn't. Uh, once all was said and done, I was fine with how long it was. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that is a really good movie. It is. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you need to see it. I do. It's been so long. I should probably rewatch it anyway. Um. Yeah, man. It's so good. Such um. Such like blunt brutal violence in that movie um the plot is fantastic uh, and the villain is despicable phenomenal oh yeah uh i don't know who that actor is i don't know who any of the actors are he is uh, i can't remember his name but if you've seen old boy yeah he's yeah. the main character the, from old re- boy. the real old the, the real one yes <laughs> okay. i'm not yeah i'm wait, not even gonna say the original wait, wait. he I'm was gonna, he, he was you're right i am <laughs> Yeah, fucking that, a. that just blow your mind it a little did. bit. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so yeah, I saw the devil. Everybody should check it out. It's it's lengthy but worth the trip. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm going to buy it. Yeah, and uh, we'll be watching it again. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, there's this one scene where the main character tracks down the main villain uh, for like I think it's like the second or third time at this point, and he he gets the drop on him while he's uh, got some poor woman cornered, and uh, oh, the nurse, yeah, yeah, and proceeds to beat the shit out of him with a fire extinguisher, and then cut his Achilles tendons with a scalpel. Yeah, 
I am. We've talked about this before, but like Ben, <laughs> I have an irrational fear of getting my tendons cut, and that was like I. I was literally just like cringing while watching. Well, don't that try scene. to rape a nurse. I mean, no promises. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's a stellar flick. Did you say that there were rumblings of an American remake? There were. I haven't heard anything about it for a while, so I don't know. If it's not in the absolute right hands, it's not going to be good. Yeah. I mean, we've discussed how remakes aren't necessarily automatically bad things. Right. But I would be completely fine if they just left this one alone. No, I agree, because the, the level of brutality that Asian cinema allows yeah. itself to bring to the genre... Yeah is never matched when it's tried to do when they try to do it in America yeah. because something like I saw the devil is going to be a remake that isn't going to be indie and it's not going no. to it's going to have a corporate control over sure. it and they they just it, it won't be allowed Spike Lee's going to direct it and it's going to be Have you bad. seen No I haven't I refuse it's, it's on my queue I, I'm going to watch it one I, day because I love James Brolin Yeah sure um, That's the only like, and uh, and I would like to see what a train wreck it is. And uh, <laughs> whatever his name is, Copley, the guy from District District Nine, oh, plays yeah, the main yeah. villain, and I really like him. Um, I, you know, again, I say I'm not anti remake, but I'm pretty sure I'm anti old boy remake. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I don't remember hearing anything one way or the other after that movie came uh, out. That's I've heard what, it. I've heard it's really bad. Really? Yeah. Okay. I've assumed. I've heard it shouldn't have been made. Yeah. Yeah. But that's from, you know, other pretentious movie buffs. So. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. That's it for topics. Uh, we're going to go to a song now. Um, but when we come back, there's a new segment that I hope to do at least every couple of episodes uh, where uh, I don't have it. It's not named. Uh, we could call it the films of. Uh, but I'd li- I want uh, every now and then to pick a, a horror uh, uh, filmmaker and go to his IMDb and write down 15 or so of his best work. Yeah. Uh, or notable work, even if it's you know, something terrible. <laughs> uh, so we decided to kick it off this week with, I think it's about 20 maybe, um, Films where we're just going to give a few sentences each uh, if we've seen them, if we've not, what what you think you might, you know, because I'll give you a little rundown yeah. of what the films are. 17 films. Okay. Uh, today we're going to start it off with uh, a, a, a real hero of mine in the genre, and that's Mr. Toby Hooper, um, who I just love and, and really hope to uh, be able to meet one day right. and make cry. Because <laughs> that's what I do. Um, They're gonna say make sweet, sweet love. But. <laughs> no. Uh, what do you think is this Walking Dead? Oh. Uh, um, but uh, since I haven't thought about the song, I'm gonna toss to. We're gonna go ahead and do yours. Um, tell us about this song. Ian. Okay. Um, I will preface this by saying I'm not the biggest Metallica fan in the world. Um, I have uh, a lot of respect for their older stuff. Um, I've heard their new stuff is good. I don't care. Like I'm not, <laughs> I've, I really have gotten to that point where I don't really need to hear the, the new stuff. Yeah. Um, but their classic stuff is just that classic. Um, and um, me being the gigantic werewolf, maybe possibly furry lover that I am. Um, oh, I got to interrupt you. Yeah. 
I haven't seen either of these, but two werewolf movies came out last week. Late Phases. Late Phases. And? And uh, Wolf Cop. Yes. I, I'm I'm going to buy Wolf Cop for oh, sure. Oh, I am too. Yeah. I, yeah. I have been stoked about this one since I heard about it um, like a year ago. Um, I'm so excited. I've only seen the DVDs out. But right. I haven't been to Best Buy or anywhere like that, but Walmart has both on DVD. For ten okay. bucks. Okay, can I can I just get a little pet peeve out Definitely. right now? Okay, why the fuck are movie distribution whatever however that works? I'm not I'm not really I'm not super knowledgeable on how that works. Why the fuck are we still releasing movies only on DVD? It is 2015. Yeah, like found it's not a Blu-ray. Yeah, uh, this werewolf movie that came out which is probably horrible but i want to see it anyway just called wolves uh-huh. it's got uh, jason momoa in it okay um he's an mma guy right no he's have you watched um game of thrones oh no fuck um what else he been he's in? not like a he's not <laughs> he's not an mma at all that, no the no. name sounds like a fighter it does like, sound like a fighter i mean he's a badass uh Shit. I think um, someone we interviewed, maybe Harley Poe, mentioned him. Have you? Do you know anything about the new Justice League movie coming out? Everything. What do you need to know? Do you really? Jason Momoa is in it. Yeah, Martian Man. He's uh, he's Aqu- Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. You you're talking right out of your ass right now, aren't you? Um, but anyway, he's he's in it, and so I'm interested. But it's only on DVD. Right. Uh, this other werewolf movie called Where. Um, it's like a Swiss movie, maybe only on DVD. Why? See, I get more upset when I go to Walmart. Mm-hmm. I, I take a lot of uh, like two, three a.m. <laughs> right. trips to Walmart. Sure, and spend like an hour just walking around <laughs> the little Blu-ray section. I get more angry when I see a movie on DVD at Walmart mm-hmm. and assume that it's only available on DVD because <laughs> right. it's one of those movies like Wolf Cop. Sure. Like if I didn't know there was a Blu-ray of Wolf Cop, you would just assume. Then the other night at Walmart, I would have just picked up the DVD of Wolf Cop and been like, fucking hey, this is going to be great. Right. I would have come home. I would have watched it. I would have loved it. Right. I would have gone to Amazon and then realized that it's available <laughs> on Blu-ray and hate myself for three days. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Everything, uh, sh- everything should just be Blu-ray by now. Right. By now, the people the people that only have DVD players no longer deserve new titles for their format. I mean, I hate to it's be true. that it's guy. What happened yeah. with VHS? Sure, yeah. So, um, but yeah, um, that's a rant. Um, One thing that I don't mind still coming out on DVD only is TV shows. I'm not as annoyed by that. It's yeah. still annoying, but it's normally cheaper. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But the song. But the song. <laughs> uh, Wolf and Man. You know, okay. You can probably figure that parallel off of out the, for off yourself. Of the uh, Black Album. Yeah, uh, I thought it was on St. Anger. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be, I mean, what's showing up on YouTube is the Black Album. No, it is. I was just making a joke about how shitty St. Anger was. You didn't like St. Anger? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, what's, where, when did you first hear this song? Uh, probably when I was a youngin, like third grade or so, listened to, uh, 96.3 WROV, uh, in the car, which for people who aren't in Lynchburg area is a really shitty, uh, classic, air quotes, uh, rock channel. If there are only eight classic rock songs. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Jimi Hendrix has only actually come out with two songs and Led Zeppelin's come out with three. If you love the song That Smell by Leonard Skinner, 
then this is the radio station for you. If your wedding song was Radar Love. (laughs) (laughs) If your first dance was to the needle and the spoon, (laughs) then this is the station. When did we become Jeff Foxworth? All right, this is, uh, we'll be right back with the films of Toby Hooper. Uh, Until then, uh, enjoy Of Wolf and Man by Metallica.
there it is. Metallica. <laughs> of Wolf and Man. Uh, special dedication from Ian to Steven. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, Metallica was good. Yeah. Sometimes I forget that. When I see a picture of like 50 year old uh, fucking James Hetfield playing a flying V like a silly cunt. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's true. If you're, if you're over 25, you shouldn't be allowed a flying V. Yeah. I'm on board with that. I think that's a tweet I put out a while back. <laughs> um, all right. We're going to move right along because, uh, well, we only have three segments left. Yeah. And we're trying not to spend a lot of time on this one. And we also have a trailer dedication. Sure. That yeah, that's right. Tonight. So, so we're still busy. <laughs> uh, these are the 17 films from Toby Hooper's career that matter to me. Okay. Uh, a lot of people are going to say, hey, you left that off. Or why did you put that on? Right. Because this is my podcast. <laughs> Well, and I've got the IMDb up, too, so if you skip one that I give a shit about, I'll be sure to Okay, yeah, please. Uh, so we'll start at the beginning and go to the most current. Uh, Eggshells? No. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I would love to see that. It, yeah. The UK Arrow Video, the UK's version of uh, Scream Factory, mm-hmm. released a an amazing set for Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 mm-hmm. that included eggshells. Oh, okay. And it's the only place I've ever seen that you can find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see it though because apparently it's like Toby's like uh, hippie commune, <laughs> like <laughs> insanity. Uh, I've heard, I've heard like uh, Eraserhead type of shit. About oh damn! It. Yeah, uh, but no, I figured we'd start with the 1974 classic, the the greatest horror film of all time in my life. Wait, Richie, better than The Exorcist? <laughs> I need sound effects of like <laughs> shotguns and like cats being strangled. Uh, well, maybe not strangled, but you know, like when you step on a cat's tail, it's like that, that's an oddly specific uh, soundbite to to request. Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974. Uh, is there anything we need to say about this movie? I, that I think we haven't. Said? I think we've covered it pretty damn it's, well. I, it's. Any horror, <laughs> man. <laughs> it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from there, I skipped to 1977 with Eaten Alive. Okay. I've not seen this one. This is a crazy uh, Bayou Motel film. Okay. Starring Neville Brand, who is also in um, Without Warning. Okay. Um, it's it's absolute insanity. It's It's... <laughs> Far more stylized than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, uh, it's definitely a movie, like how you know Chainsaw kind of felt like a documentary almost. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is a movie, and it's it stars um, also. Uh, I can't remember her name. The woman that played Morticia Adams on the original Adams Family, Caroline Jones. Yep, uh, she's in a Neville Brand stars as a demented. Uh, uh, it involves this guy feeding the guests at his hotel to alligators. So it's kind of like Motel Hell. It's great. It's a good double feature with Motel okay. Hell. Um, so it's it's currently only available on Blu-ray, but it is, I think Dark Sky put it out. Okay. And it is a two-disc Blu-ray set. I picked it up at Walmart when it came out. Oh, damn. 
surprisingly it was there, but uh, a lot of great features. I don't remember if there's a commentary, but uh, a lot of really good behind-the-scenes stuff yeah. about it. It's well worth picking up, but it's a movie that's well worth watching. Uh, from there, I went to 1979 with Salem's Lot. Yeah. Pretty boring movie. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Um, the first time I watched it, and it was one of those, like, I'm too young to be watching this movie. Yeah. Type of things. I remember being creeped out, mostly by the brother, like, floating and tapping at the window. Like right. that whole yeah, scene. Yeah. And I think it was probably the first time as a child where I saw, like, the Nosferatu-esque take yeah. on a vampire. Yeah. So that, that image kind of stuck with me for a long time. Um, I want to rewatch it. Yeah. Um, but. I, I rewatched it back when I lived in Danville, so maybe 10 years ago. Okay. Uh, maybe 15 years ago. It's been a while, but I remember being kind of bored by it. Yeah. Um, but I left it on the list because it was uh, a TV movie. Yeah. And the importance of that kind of struck me. As sure. Like, wow, this was on TV. Right. In fucking 1979. This yeah. was like the ABC movie of the week. <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, it was a TV miniseries too, so. Right, but I think that movies like It and The Stand, Stephen King movies right, that sure. adapted, <laughs> all owe a lot to the ground that Toby broke uh, absolutely. with Salem's Lot. Um, Let's say something. Uh, that was that, damn near eloquent for it as was. fucked up as I it am. It was. Um, it's one that, uh, it's a Stephen King uh, story that I have yet to read, and I feel like I need to just because. Yeah, I've um, never read it either. Um, I, I feel like I, it's something I need to do. Yeah. But, uh, from there, I, I moved on to, uh, to me, what is probably his best film since Texas Chainsaw Massacre at this point, The Fun House in 1981. Yeah. Uh, it's such a great movie. I saw that one as a kid, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's another Scream Factory release that they they pulled out all the stops on. Yeah. New artwork, all that stuff that us geeks love. Uh, commentary tracks, uh, one with uh, Toby, which I always appreciate. Right. I, I love listening to that guy talk about his career. I, I remember watching Funhouse as a kid, and uh, um, like I, I don't know if maybe I wasn't paying attention, paying attention, or I came in late. But you probably weren't paying attention, probably. But <laughs> I remember like feeling bad for like the villain mm-hmm. for a bit because the first thing I remember from that movie is him like getting beaten by the like the carny leader yeah. or whatever and they're like oh that sucks like that poor guy and then he goes on to kill some teenagers i'm like oh well it's he was <laughs> he's still a very uh, a very uh, empathetic creature though. yeah like uh it's a very you know do you do you hate frankenstein's monster or do you blame the guy that created it sure type of scenario yeah but if you've never seen it it's one of the first that i know of in my lifetime anyway like Carney haunted house, yeah, tropey type of movies. Sure, it's um beautifully greasily shot. Yeah, um, you can almost smell like the fucking <laughs> disgusting carnival food. Oh know? yeah, uh, it smells like elephant shit and funnel cakes. <laughs> right, <laughs> perfect. Uh, from there, I jumped to 1982 with Poltergeist. Yeah. Which we've kind of already talked about. It's, sure. um, it's the first horror film I remember ever scaring, like literally scaring me. Okay. Literally scaring me. Right. But, uh, that I was, that like kept me up at night. Yeah. Mainly because um, I first saw that movie 
when I was very young, mm-hmm. very young, uh, <laughs> there, we were having a pool built in our backyard. Okay. Uh, an in-ground pool. Oh, uh, okay. And my bedroom window was right above where it was going to go. And yeah. the night I watched this movie, the pool right outside my window was at the same exact stage that the pool in the movie was of being built. And yeah, there was awesome. a rainstorm. Of course. So when coffins and uh, <laughs> skeletons start popping up. In Real the, skeletons? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, they're cheaper than the, right, of course. Than the old ones. Or the old ones, the fake ones. Uh, it, it scared the shit out of me. And for days I would try to go to bed but had to keep getting up and like quickly looking out the bedroom window and right. running back to my bed. It was terrifying. It, it's a lot like – have I told – told my uh ring story on the podcast before uh so i went to see the ring with my parents uh when it came out back in 2002 or whenever the hell it came out and um like you know it was it was creepy it was fun you know whatever and then we come home and uh, i'm laying in bed and i had a tendency to (laughs) thanks i had a tendency to fall asleep with the tv on i still do right and this was back when you didn't need bunny ears and all that shit. You just got, you know, like your basic channels, like your ABC and your NBC and all that. Right, yeah. And I guess at some point during the night, I would rolled over onto my remote and changed it to a static channel. <laughs> and just so happened there's a thunderstorm going on as well. So at like 2.30 in the morning, there's this huge thunderclap, and I bolt upright to complete darkness and staticky TV. And I about shat myself. It's pretty great. Yeah. Sounds like we have a very, very similar <laughs> situation yeah. that we had as kids. But, yeah, good times. <laughs> we should find two kids that look like us at that age. Yeah. And do short films based on those two experiences. There you go. That'd work. And one of us should remember that. Sure. You. Right. <laughs> um, uh, from Poltergeist, I moved to 1985 with Life Force. Of course. Another Scream Factory release. Yes. Um, <laughs> that movie is so crazy. It's pretty nice. It's just a hot, naked alien with a lot of bush. Yeah. Uh, sucking energy out of men. Yeah. Not in the way that you might be thinking. Yeah. Um, not the fun way. And uh, and what's his name who played Manson in Helter Skelter? Oh, uh, shit. He was also in Devil's Rejects. Yep. Uh, damn it. Hold on. I do have IMDb Any horror right geek <laughs> who is anyone would know this guy's Steve. name. Steve Railsback. Yep. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and <clears throat> it takes place in England. Yeah. But Steve Railsback is not British. Correct. Uh, this chick is really hot yeah. uh, and really naked mm-hmm. the whole time. The, the whole the time. The entire movie. <laughs> Um, but a, a lot of that movie is pretty impressive, especially mm-hmm. the stuff in space. Yeah, sure. Um, for 1985, was was pretty stellar. Real, definitely, definitely well directed. Sure. So uh, well done, Toby. <laughs> uh, after that, I go right to the next year, '86, with uh, Invaders from Mars, which is uh, I it holds a very very special place in my heart. Yeah, it's such a fun movie. It's it's E.T. for kids who think E.T. is lame. Wait a minute. I feel like I may have watched this movie as a kid. 
The is one of the telltale signs of being one of the invaders. Do you have like uh, like a little wound on the back? Yeah. Holy shit! It just blew my fucking mind. Okay, I watched the shit out of this movie. When I was the kid, kid ends up like winning the day with his coin collection. Yep. Yeah. I need to rewatch that movie. It is on Netflix streaming. Okay, that's gonna happen. And it's uh, coming out from Screen Factory and like it's, next month. And it's PG. Yeah. Who thought that like Toby Hooper would make a PG movie? <laughs> right. <clears throat> uh, it is a lot of fun. It is it is a horror movie for the kid and all of us. Right. Um, if I remember correctly, it has a bit of a twist ending or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. It does. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. Such a good movie. It's 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 also one of those like um, uh, lounging around on a like rainy Saturday with a bowl of soup and a sandwich. Sure. Movies, right. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Oh, absolutely. It's a comfort food movie. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, 1986 is our next year with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. Um, solely based on the fact that the original and that movie were the same guy yeah. is pretty fucking great. And I think a, a, a testament to... What an evolving director uh, Toby Hooper became. Yeah, it, it's everything that the original isn't. It's slick. It's funny. It's almost like a spit in the face to the original I mean, movie. But it's amazing. Dennis Hopper oh, <laughs> bringing in the sheaves. Oh my god! Franklin makes an appearance. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a. Yeah. Uh, it's a good time. It's so fun. Bill Mosley, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Um, next, I go to 1993 with a, uh, an anthology film from uh, Toby Hooper and John Carpenter called Body Bags. Yeah, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with this one. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, it's uh, It was originally intended as a pilot mm-hmm. for, I think, Showtime. Uh, to for them to launch an answer to Tales from the Crypt, which gotcha. is on HBO, right? And John Carpenter stars as the Crypt Keeper character, oh. who is he's a he's a uh, zombie corpse, whatever, uh, a ghoul, yeah. working in a morgue. Okay, and he's telling you stories of, you know, what's around him. Uh, it's really good. Um, Robert Carradine stars in one of the nice. Um, Stacy Keach <laughs> wow. stars in one of them. Uh, it's three segments uh, in total, and Toby Toby did uh, the segment called "I," mm-hmm. which is um, I can't remember. Oh, it's Mark Hamill. Okay, plays a guy who gets an eye transplant, but the eye is from a serial killer. Of course, it's great. It's, right. it's if you love Tales from the Crypt, if you love EC Comics. Uh, and you love uh, that era, '93 uh, uh, when like horror was kind of lacking. Right. So there were few shining moments. Uh, uh, Body bags is one to check out, and it's also available from Scream Factory. Look, I mean, <laughs> just one time, I would like to see a movie about someone who gets a body part transplant from like a kindergarten teacher or something. It always has to be a fucking serial killer. Well, yeah. <laughs> Man, sun chips. Yeah. Sun chips always bring me back to high school. Yeah. Because at lunch I would always get a bag of sun chips and a uh, 
like a grape juice or something. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, next we go to nineteen. We stay in nineteen ninety three mm-hmm. with a film called Night Terrors that I have never seen. I'm also unfamiliar with this one, but I've always heard about it. Uh, either being a, um, a failed attempt at something great or uh, an unsung diamond in the rough. Okay. So I want to see it. I was kind of hoping that you had seen it. No. <laughs> well, if anyone has a copy of Night Terrors, um, let me know. Yeah. Because uh, I'd love to, to see it. It's There are very few Toby Hooper from Hoopier. <laughs> Toby Hoopier. <laughs> Toby Hooper films that I haven't seen, especially from the 90s. Um, which was, you know, my sweet spot of young horrordom. Right. Uh, I don't know what, that, what, <laughs> what you're po- what you're poking <laughs> right now. Um, but yeah, hopefully it's good. Uh, then we then we go two years down the road to what, in my opinion, is is his first. Um, didn't quite make it. Uh, first misfire. Not, not very good. Yeah, misfire, and that's why it's on the list. Uh, it's the Mangler. Another Robert England film. I'm starting to wonder why I still like Robert England. Isn't there like four of these movies at this point, I by the way? I think there are, yeah. yeah. I've only <clears throat> seen the first one, and I, I did not like it. Isn't it just about like a big evil machine? Yeah, Okay. pretty much. It's not even like a robot, like a android machine. It's just like not a big... from what I remember, no. Okay. Okay, good. Then... <laughs> We skip almost a decade mm-hmm. and land in 2004 with Toby's remake of Toolbox Murders. A return to form. Really? It is a, a low-budget indie. Mm-hmm. It stars um, Angela Bettis. Okay. Who is awesome. She was in May. She played May in May. Right. Um, she's been in a lot of Lucky McKee's films. She's in The Woman. She's phenomenal in that. Oh, okay, yeah. I see what you're I talking about. I think she was in yep. a Carrie remake. Yep. Um, and it, it 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 is not... Maybe it's a strange film. I really like yeah. that movie. And I can't stand Jeremy Sisto. Right. Um, but yeah, I really yeah. like that movie. Um, <clears throat> Toolbox Murders is 180 degrees from the original. Okay. But, okay, it, it's what I would call a reimagining versus a remake. Sure. And that's a debate that everyone gets in all the time as to what constitutes what. It, 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 it does not stay very true to the original. It is, it's, it's definitely its own voice, but right. it works okay. for it. It's very good. You can probably find it on DVD for like a penny on, <laughs> on Amazon. I know I've seen it in like the horror four packs and sure. like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. around Halloween when they put them out. Um, really, really good movie. Uh, then we go next to the to the following year, two thousand five, with Mortuary, mm-hmm. which is another low budget, uh, straight to video okay. that I never saw. Yeah, me neither. All right. <laughs> Hopefully, it was good. It's it's also one that I've seen in the four packs. I have um, seen it around a lot. Yeah. Um. Um, what year was it? Oh, five? Yes. All right, we stay there with uh, Toby's first uh, Masters of Horror film mm-hmm. called Dance of the Dead. I did not see this one. I liked it. Yeah. Robert England is in it, but right. he's good. 
It's a, he's not complete shit this <laughs> yeah. time. It's a post-apocalyptic um, zombie movie, kind okay. of, where instead of strip clubs, there's clubs with dead women who you shock yeah. with like cattle prods to dance. <laughs> That's kind of awesome. And Robert England plays the like MC and yeah. like the sleazy. He looks like he's from like a hell world version of uh, cabaret. Nice. Like all smeared and like, hello kitties. You know, that I like it. Shit. It's really good. Um, I think it hit the mark and a lot of people pointed to it and said, no, it should have landed over here. Right. I, 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 I thought it was really good. Hmm. Uh, then we go to 2006 with his second Masters of Horror, The Damned Thing. Yeah. Um, Which we talked about on the 30 Days of Horror. I dug it. Yeah. You didn't really care for it too much. I, I, think, I think I'd like to rewatch it. Yeah. Um, I, I have it somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't remember a lot out of it. I liked it. Uh, Sean Patrick Flannery. Um, I like to see him get work in general. Yeah. Um, He's the other boondock guy, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah, he's not. He was Darryl. in uh, Saw Seven. Yes, yes. Um, a movie I quite like. Yeah, um, I, I having not read the source material, the short story by Ambrose Bierce, um, I don't, I don't know how true it stays, sticks to it. Um, but I, I dug it. I don't even want to really get into too much of the plot. Was it about oil? Sort of. Okay. Like the creature kind of took on an oily form. Okay. Yeah. I do that sometimes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're almost done with this segment, so I'm getting my song queued up. Um, from there we go to 2009 mm-hmm. with a movie that doesn't exist <laughs> called Destiny Express Redo. Okay. Uh, and I just love that it's listed on IMDb as a film because it's a it's a film that he invented for the book he wrote called Midnight Movie, oh, okay. which is a great book. He plays Toby Hooper in the book. It's a narrative from oh, gotcha. his point of view, okay, um, and takes the idea. It, takes, it gives you the um, impression that he, before Eggshells, had this movie called Destiny Express mm. when he was a kid, and the movie is cursed. It's a uh, lot like cigarette burns. Okay. Um, people that watch it go mad and sure. raving lunatics. Right. As you do. And the book is him trying to stop people from it's being re-released. And it's him gotcha. trying. It's really great. But the fact that they listed it on IMDb. And That's it's pretty still great. there. Yeah. Uh, cracked me up. Yeah. Uh, finally, it was supposed to come out in 2013. Jen. Yeah. It. Uh, I've heard wonderful things about it, but I've heard that there's some sort of like very real political issue with it being released. Huh. Yeah, I don't know anything about that, but I remember seeing a trailer a while back and being intrigued. Basically, like the djinn are like the third form of life, like sentient life outside of angels and humans. And they're like these like fire demons or some such nonsense. The weird thing is, I can't find anything about it. Yeah. Like uh, footage or trailers. Or... I saw a trailer, hell, I want to say probably two years ago. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe because of the 
the hoopla that's going on around it. They maybe they took it off everywhere that it that it was posted. Who knows? It's possible. I'd like to get to the bottom of it though. If anybody has any more information, Is shoot it? it my way at uh, we belong dead pod <laughs> at gmail dot com. I got one more song, then we're coming back with a recast. Um, who, whose turn is it to pitch? Yours. No, my my turn to pitch. You you come up with a movie. Okay. So that's what we have left. I'm going to toss it to a song right now by a band that I've talked about a lot. I've played a few times on Radio Lono, but I don't think I've ever played them on here. Uh, overseas, they're known as Ghost. Um, in America, they for some reason had to shorten their name to go, or change their name to Ghost BC. I'm guessing there was another band called I don't know. I don't even. I don't want to even get into it, girlfriend. Don't um, go there. <laughs> this is off of their album, Infestisimum. Infestisimum. Sure. <laughs> what would you say? Um. Yeah, I think you're on. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, it's a really cool track called Year Zero. So enjoy, Ghost. All right, listen. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. I played that song last episode. You sure did. You sure oh did. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is insane. Like, I remember you played a Ghost BC song, and I was like, okay, well, maybe it'll be a different song, and I won't have to <laughs> bring it up. But Fucking shit. Then I heard the intro. I'm like, nope. Did this one last Did week? Did I really? Well, not that last week, last but last week, episode. Yeah. yeah. Okay, my apologies. I should really probably cut down on how much um, medicine I take. Have I ever played Harley Poe? Mm. I talk about him at the beginning of every show. If you did, it was like the first episode. Maybe. Okay. All right. Well. <laughs> okay. Fuck it. I, I think I played this song on Radio Lona, but I know I haven't played it on here. Yeah. So from Satan, Sex, and No regret, Regrets, um, this is Harley Poe with Transvestites Can Be Cannibals too. <laughs> Carry my 
people Cause I ain't popular I'll eat these words tomorrow Cause I'm bipolar It's okay to be different Unless you're all by yourself You think you're so fucking special like being mean you're so shallow minded you think I'm only what you see take me out of the herd and put me on display in front of your friends not knowing that this mistake could lead to your miserable end cause I'm rude, I'm ugly I'm everything you hate and I'm here tonight to put you on my plate I don't care for your opinion I don't want your point of view Tonight I'll have a feast With compliments to you And when I was young I wore my sister's clothes I like to paint my nails And I had secrets no one knows But now that I'm grown up I cook dinner for my wife I still carry my secrets Along with the butcher's Oh, transvestites, uh, they can be cannibals, too. I like that song because it's true. Yeah. Um, huh. <laughs> Where, what's happening? All right. We're still under time. Good. It doesn't feel like we should be. Uh, anyway, I'm trying to really get this going because... Ian has to be at a new job in six hours. <laughs> um, all right, this this uh, episode's recast. Yeah, is uh, I think a good one. Yeah, it's a it's the characters I picked make up a pretty large cast. Um, enough uh, character driven stuff, uh, you know, character actory type stuff to uh, make it interesting. And also, it's fortuitous. The, the this recast landed on this day. I came up with this recast weeks ago. Yeah. And the day that we are recording, the night that we are recording this, it is Joe Pilato's birthday. 
Captain Rhodes himself. <laughs> Choke on him. I'm running this monkey farm now, Frankenstein. You're uh, feeding me a mouthful of Greek salad, Joe Pilato, Captain Rhodes' birthday. He is, in this movie, he is one of the best, like, written and acted in a way that you clearly are supposed to hate him. He just executes it perfectly. Like, you hate this motherfucker so bad. Without question. Yeah. And he's also very, I think that that character, and, you know, maybe there there has been a, a type before, but I feel like his character um, is now the archetype for a lot of villains. Yeah. Um, the one that I can, that off the top of my head that I think of is the governor in Walking Dead. Sure, yeah. Just a, like you said, despicable, like twisted, but you love the performance so much. You know what would have been a great like uh, bit of fan service for when they made Walking Dead is to to have had him as the governor. Yeah, that would I think have been great. I think that would have been good casting. You know who wanted to play the governor and actually Savini? I think yeah started a petition with Savini. I was on board for that. I mean, he looks like him in the comic. Yeah. So. Since they changed it, though, right? You know, I mean, but this guy. You haven't gotten to that point in the show yet. I still haven't given it a second chance. Um, I'm not rushing you, but the guy who plays the governor at first, you're like, no, this guy's too clean cut and blah, blah, blah. He's too pretty. Um, He does a damn good job. Yeah. Man. That's that's what I've heard. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, we're going to recast George A. Romero's classic 1985, my favorite of the zombie films. Yeah. Uh, Day of the Dead. Now, I, I will say, and this is just more for you, Richie. This, with the exception of last episode's recast, <laughs> because we did Evil Dead 2, and that was painful. Um, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. I think this may be my favorite ongoing segment. Like, I really love doing the modern recast. It's pretty good, yeah. right? I've been enjoying it, too. Uh, even though almost every episode, it has been top of my head because I forget about it. <laughs> Much like this episode, I'm staring at the the character list. And that's uh, all blanks beside yeah. it. So um, ho- hopefully I'll be able to uh, come up with something here off, the, off the cuff. <laughs> uh, first up, and I, I put these in order of, of how I think listeners would like to hear. Like, okay. the, you know, the, 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 the okay. So Sarah, yeah, uh, Lori Cardill, who played her in the original. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, daughter of Chili Billy Cardill. Uh, it may be Cardilli. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing it, but he played the reporter in Night of the Living Dead. Okay, gotcha. Uh, and was a staple of late night uh, horror movies in the Pittsburgh area. Very cool. How about that? There you go. Uh, who you got? Uh, Zoe Saldana. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's pretty. She is. Um, <laughs> but she could play like that smart, like badass chick, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like, so. Like take charge, you know. I don't care that you've got a gun pointed at me, fuck you anyway type of character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I could see it. I'm going to go with uh, Rosario Dawson. Of course you are. I mean, <laughs> it's a good fit. Are you telling me that you don't have... Uh, 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 <laughs> You don't have any of your go-tos. In I don't. Sense. Do you not? No Sam Rockwell. No Michael Fassbender. No Christoph Waltz. There's no Christoph Waltz. No in Christoph this Waltz. There was almost a Paul Giamatti. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know Damn where. <laughs> okay, this just shows that I'm lazy. All right, how about uh, John? Okay, the Jamaican. Um, 
Idris, Idris Elba. Twelve Years a Slave. No, that's that's the guy whose name you can never ever actually pronounce. Uh, Trying to think, what's he been in? Um, you saw Pacific Rim, right? No, I never Fuck. did. Um, hold on, I got Google right here. I saw Hellboy too. I'm sorry. Um, this guy right here. Okay. Are are you? Was no. he on The Office? Mm, I don't think so. No, that's a different guy. Yeah. Okay. You know, you know who that is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think you do a good job. He's one of my favorite new newer actors, like newer on the scene actors. Mm-hmm. I also think he could pull off a Jamaican accent a hell of a lot better than the guy in <laughs> Day of the Dead. That was kind of painful. What do um, you mean, man? Uh, yeah, no, it wasn't great. Um, but yeah, I think he's a good good pick. Uh, I went with Sinbad. <laughs> now he, I'm sure. But to be fair, I always go with Sinbad. Sure, I don't know what that means. Um, I just had someone in mind, and, and I just lost him. Uh, Don Cheadle would probably be a good pick as well. Yeah, yeah. I'll just just for the sake of time, I'll I'll, I'll go with John Don Cheadle. Okay. I promise, guys, I'm going to start filling these out beforehand. <laughs> I do have one for McDermott, though, the drunken yeah. Irishman. Yeah. Uh, I would cast Dylan Moran. Oh, Dylan. Wow. Um, he was uh, in Shaun of the Dead. Okay. He was um, the boyfriend of... Okay. The guy who gets, like, name. ripped apart. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Uh, he was on Black Books. Yep. That's mainly what I'm thinking okay. of is Dylan Moran from Black Books. And I think he's at an age now where he could he could probably play it quite yeah. well. I love that guy too. His stand up is amazing. Yeah. If you ever get a chance. Um I went the obvious and safe route on this one, Simon Pegg. Christoph Pegg. Waltz. Oh. <laughs> okay, I could see that. Though. Sure. I'm gonna have to stop fucking drinking soon because it's not gonna be any fucking booze. And I don't know the line. Anyway, I do remember like that scene where they take Sarah to their little like island bungalow. Oh yeah, yeah. And they pour her a drink, and like I'm watching, I'm like, that's half a glass of rum. <laughs> like that is like three cups of rum in that glass. Iremon. <laughs> oh god. Uh, all right, Miguel. He of one arm. Yeah. Was that the first time in a movie where we've seen that theory of if you cut off and uh, cauterize the appendage that's been bitten, it'll save you from the infection? It's the first time I can remember it. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a great effect, too, that Savini did. Oh, yeah. When they cut his arm off. Yeah. Who'd you have for that one? Um, (laughs) Sinbad (laughs) in a dual role. Ooh. (laughs) I think you're asking a little Sinbad too much of Sinbad. And Sinbad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Playing um, his own sister? <laughs> let's see, Miguel. Hmm. Also, while, while you're thinking, how did like the twitchy, scrawny, obviously unhinged guy get to shack up with the only eligible woman in the bunker? <laughs> It's a fair question. Yeah. I don't I don't have anyone. All right. Um well, while you're thinking. Aaron Paul. <laughs> I mean I mean he's not exactly Hispanic, but No, I I'm drawing a blank. 
Who do you have? Maybe uh, Jeremy Davies from the Kinks. No, that's Ray Davies. No, Jeremy Davies. Have you seen? I'm sure you've seen uh, Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. He's the guy. He's the the rookie who like is worthless. Okay, you know, I know who you're talking about. And, but just like seeing like this guy's breakdown in in Day of the Dead reminded me of the way he kind of breaks down a couple times throughout okay. the course of that movie. And he kind of looks like the guy anyway, um, especially when he's rocking the longer hair and goatee. Yeah, you know, uh, a show that he's on is um, Justified. Yeah, yep. Yeah. He's really, really good on that show. Yeah. That's really good casting. Yeah. I know. I'm going with you okay. on that one. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite asshole sidekicks is next. Uh, Steel. Yeah. Uh, Captain Rhodes, uh, second in command. Who, who I, I always it? assumed he was second in command. Right. And when I was really little and saw that movie, I swore it was John Goodman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it may well have been. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, he is another one of those characters where, like, yes, he's clearly, clearly an asshole, but you kind of feel bad for him a little bit sometimes. For Steel? Yeah, really? I think so. Because, like, especially like scenes where, like, for instance, when um, Rhodes tells him to shoot Sarah, That's like, you can true. tell he really doesn't want yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Like he's like he's like, okay, you're going too far. You end up seeing humanity in it. Yeah, yeah. Like he, don't get me wrong, he's a proper dick, <laughs> but yeah. Okay, so I got um, uh, Kevin Durand. I know that name. You do. uh, MMA? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) He's played like villain and shady hero roles for a while now. Let me pull up a picture. You'll recognize him instantly. Um, He was in uh, Smoke and Aces. uh, I like that movie. This guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here. There he is from Smoking Aces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He he plays that type of like hard ass character very well. I'm gonna go with someone that at first you're gonna laugh about and then okay. when you let it sink in you're gonna think maybe. Paul Giamatti. No. Kevin Nash. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Alright. Okay. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Uh, uh, next Dr. Logan yeah you've got to have someone in mind for this one Uh, uh, Rick from Rick and Morty Uh, it's it's so hard to recast Richard Liberty in that role. <laughs> For the listeners, if you have not watched Rick and Morty, you need to get on that yeah, shit. Yeah, that's another Blu-ray that uh, Ian let me borrow. Jesus I, Christ. I, I, liter- I, I hate to say literally all the time, but I did watch every episode twice. Yeah. And then a third time with commentary on all the episodes. Does Harmon have any commentary? Yeah. Okay, then I absolutely <laughs> yeah. need to listen to it with yeah, commentary. I could actually see Dan Harmon as Dr. Logan. <laughs> No, that's perfect. I'm totally down for that. (laughs) Uh, He raps every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. All kidding aside, if he if he if he would commit to playing the character, I could totally see Dan Harmon being Doctor Logan. I mean, I like your pick better than mine. I thought mine was pretty solid. Was Uh, it almost Paul Giamatti? It was almost Paul Giamatti. (laughs) (laughs) Um, John Malkovich. 
No, I can see that too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, I just love that man in general. So, or Christoph Waltz. Or Christoph Waltz, of course. Doing his his American accent. I, I definitely had to like make a conscious effort not to put Christoph Waltz there. <laughs> um, all right, we're down to the last two here, and they're probably to most people the most important. Yeah, and I personally, I would flip flop these. Okay, uh, because. Rhodes is the most important character to me. I just sure. he has all the lines. Yeah, he chews up all the scenery. Oh, absolutely. Um, but most people have a soft spot, and I do too. Sure, uh, for the for the last one. But next is Captain Rhodes. Yeah, played perfectly by uh, King Joe Pilato. Yes, uh, that's that's a tough one for me. I mean, I guess we're assuming that Joe Pilato is not available. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's just assume that. Mm. Who do you have? I have uh, Michael Shannon. I know that name. You do. I am terrible <laughs> at actors. So sorry. Um, We really should have like Google and or IMDb stalling music. We need an engineer. <clears throat> we need someone that doesn't want to be a part of the podcast but wants to be involved to run the board and the music. Michael Shannon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. For Rhodes. Yeah. Okay. Like he's just fucking diabolical in yeah. most of his roles. And he chews the scenery well. I mean, who's fucking Zod? Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> See, I went with uh, Michael Fassbender. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. That's, I don't know if that's I, inspired casting. It's like the sick, twisted part of my head would actually like to see Tom Savini try it. Sure. But I'm not happy with that choice. <laughs> but I don't think I will be happy with any choice that I make. Yeah. For uh, for Rhodes. Um. Yeah. Rhodes. Who's going to play Rhodes? <laughs> Sucks. I mean, it was unfair. I'm the, I'm the worst. It was unfair of me to spring this idea on you. <laughs> I hate like, you so right much. before we started the I episode. I hate you so much. I hope that there are some horror geeks <laughs> screaming names. Oh, I'm sure there are. Right now. Yeah. But I just I, I can't I can't pick. Um, um, okay, uh, Nick Frost. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch the shit out of that. I, I I can't recast Rhodes, guys. Send me send to we belong at gmail dot com. Send me your pick, and yeah. I will I will I will choose the best from from what the listeners send. Okay, and uh, the winning entry will get something. Yeah. Some sort of relic from around the Church of the Holy Weirdo. Yeah. It'll be cool, though, I promise. That we will sign for no reason. Absolutely. Yeah. And we'll sign it with any name that you want. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be whoever you want me to be. All right, finally, recasting Day of the Dead, uh, everyone's favorite uh, zombie regaining sentience, if that's a word, Bub. Yeah. Bub. I could almost go with Nick Frost for Bub, actually. Yeah. <laughs> if we wanted to go that route with yeah. it. Um, Bradley Cooper. 
I I think it would be, uh, and this is just a, a gimmicky thing that I think would would be neat to see. Right. Uh, cast George Romero as Bub. <laughs> that would be kind of awesome. Uh, barring that, I'm going to say Bub should be played by Greg Nicotero. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm going to go with that. All right. Um, or Christoph Waltz. Or Christoph Waltz, obviously. I mean, can we just go ahead and say from now on, like any recast that we do, any person that we bring up could easily be replaced by Christoph Waltz. <laughs> we just don't want to be redundant and have him in every role in every movie. I'll tell you this much. That's a bingo. That is a bingo. Um, so... <laughs> Um, my pick is I'm probably gonna have to show you his picture as well. Um, <laughs> Paul Dano. No, I know Paul Dano. Okay. There, will, there will be blood. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think he would be a good bub. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Have you seen Prisoners? No. With Jake Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. You you need to. I'm only familiar with medium sized Jackman. <laughs> we are. We are. So stay tuned for episode six of We Belong Dead with a new co-host. I don't know who, but it sure as hell won't be me. Um, oh, boy. Prisoners. Okay. Um, Hugh Jackman uh, plays a guy. He's kind of like, not quite like doomsday prepper, but mm-hmm. but definitely has like some survivalist tendencies. Um big on like you need to know how to hunt in case shit does go down type of thing you know like right on the edge before going over to full-blown crazy about it you know yeah. um like and, where i'm at right um actually kind of reminded me a lot of my dad on this because he's not like crazy doomsday prepper but sure. he's like you should know how to survive just because um but anyway um his daughter is abducted and he uh, finds who uh, it's assumed that Paul Dano's character is the one who took him, uh-huh. took her, and won't say like where the kids are. And he's like mentally challenged to some extent, so he's not very communicative in general. And so he decides to uh, Jackman decides to kidnap him and torture him. To, to Sounds kind of like Big Bad Wolves. Kinda, yeah. Did you see Big Bad? I, uh, no, but I know. Yeah, I think it's on streaming. It is. Yeah, it's really good. Um, it actually reminds me a lot of uh, I saw the devil. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, but then Jake Gyllenhaal is like the kind of rough around the edges cop who's also working the case, and you know, of course, is like really wants to help and you know get Jackman's uh, daughter back and all that, but has to do it by the book and. You know, is also having to tail Jackman at the same time because he knows he's up to something and, you know, all this good stuff. It is not a feel good movie <laughs> at all. Um, but Jackman fucking owns it. Like he is fantastic. I mean, everyone in it does a really good job. Uh, Dano included. Um, but it's not a horror movie, but it's definitely a dark, dark drama. It's, it's worth a watch. Interesting. Yeah. I'll check it out. Uh, just what about this? With. Daniel Day Lewis as Bub. I'd watch it. <laughs> hey, Daniel Day Lewis as Rhodes. Hey, there you go. I, that's not out of my realm. Yeah, that's this just, just helps you alley oop that some bitch <laughs> right there. Uh, so that's a, that's a recast of Day of the Dead. Yeah, I hope everybody enjoyed it. Uh, okay, we got a. Uh, 
trailer dedication or trailer request from uh, a mutual friend of ours who I just met recently, uh, but uh, Ian knows, named Lauren. Yep. We will protect her anonymity by not giving her last name. Sure. Uh, it's Fastbender. <laughs> uh, I asked her to pick a trailer to listen to on this podcast, and then uh, after we play it, Ian and I will discuss it for a short time, uh, and then we'll wrap this bitch up. So uh, going out to Lauren is the trailer for the 1932 Todd Browning classic. She chose this film, which is what made me fall in love with her. <laughs> uh it is Freaks. Enjoy. We didn't lie to you, folks. We told you we had living, breathing monstrosities. You laughed at them, shuddered at them, and yet, but for the accident of birth, you might be even as they are. They did not ask to be brought into the world. But into the world they came. She's the most beautiful big woman I have ever seen. Why, Hans, how you talk. I should be jealous pretty soon. Ah, don't be silly. You must come to see me sometime. And we'll have a little wine together. Frida, something's wrong. What is it? Well, that Cleopatra woman, my Hans, Oh, I cannot tell you. You think because she's so beautiful and I'm just a lone hunt. To me, you're a man. But to her, you're only something to laugh at. <laughs> you spoil everything. If he hears you. Then it's not for hands you care. It's the money he has told you. Of the fortune he has inherited. The fortune? Can you be that? The fortune? And I have him like that. Look him laugh. They're swine. I love her. They can't hurt me. But they hurt me. They're going to make you one of them. Surprising depressing oh god uh, and obviously uh, as I f- i'm now finding out a fan-made trailer right that's fine um yeah that's fine but um this is really sad well thank you lauren for making both richie and i cry <laughs> like little girls uh it's a hell of a film yeah uh if you don't know about freaks uh, you've had since 1932 to find out about it <laughs> 
Uh, it pretty much catch up. It pretty much ended Todd Browning's career. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a disturbing flick. Yeah. Uh, like uh, almost Lynchian. Uh, yeah. The trailer that you just heard was very Lynchian. <laughs> Uh, it's a very effective film that uses real uh, sideshow freaks. Yeah, and uh, it has one of the most disturbing, vi- visually disturbing endings uh, that I've ever seen in a film. Yeah, so uh, it's definitely a classic <laughs> of horror. So thank you for uh, requesting that trailer. <laughs> Thanks for Lauren. making all of us die inside just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, and now finally. Uh, the pitch, which I'm too nervous about. <laughs> I like it. I like it more when I pitch to you, when uh, you have to pitch to me. I'm sure. Uh, so, Wait, so you're saying I'm you? You prefer when I'm the pitcher and you're the catcher? Hey, <laughs> I mean that's what I'm hearing. I don't. I'm, I'm um, saying. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how long do we give for this? Five minutes. Five minutes to for me to. Pitch a horror film to you. Yes. Uh, and, and and you give me some specific parameters. Correct. Now, this time, I'm not going to be a complete dick like I was one of the last times we did this. And give you such... German Expressionism <laughs> musical. Go. <laughs> hey, what was it? Um, interdimensional sci-fi horror musical. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Piece of cake. Yeah. Um. So, I feel like this comes up a lot in this show, but I have an unhealthy love for uh, werewolves. Yet, you know, literature, movies, TV shows, what have you. Um, so, I gave Richie some wiggle room here and just told him that I want him to pitch me a werewolf film, uh, but give me something that maybe I haven't seen before or heard of before. Like some some fairly original twist on the affliction itself right i'm trying are you timing it uh yeah i will okay good yeah um okay hang on i i think that we should probably start having a little music behind okay the pitch that kind of echoes the the idea behind you play uh metallica of wolf and man <laughs> have to find something else. Have you ever heard that song? Yeah. You ever heard uh, uh, Year Zero by Ghost? <laughs> Once or twice. One and a quarter times at this point. Okay. So really, he's not trying to find music. He's just stalling. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I have the faintest of ideas. Okay. Um but I'm not sure where to go with it after the idea stage. I'm hoping that you're so wowed just by the, uh, the like one sentence idea that you're going to just green light it <laughs> right away. Get this man on a studio. Um, just waiting for this uh, ad to finish. Damn you, YouTube. Gotta love YouTube. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Who's, who's covering this one? Chris Isaac. Nice, of course. Good choice. <laughs> yeah, I'm a. I love Chris Isaac. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. And go. The film takes place 
uh, in present day. Okay. But it is uh, a bit of an alternate timeline from our reality. Okay. Uh, that isn't part of the film, that there are two realities. Right. It's just, in this world, uh, werewolves used to exist. Okay. Um, it was a real problem, actually. And uh, finally, they were either eradicated or cured um, through probably some sort of shady government uh, agency okay. that was created specifically for this. Like, it was a real problem uh, in America, anyway. Um, the problem is, 20 years ago, our lycanthrope problem ended. Mm-hmm. However... There's a uh, resurgence uh, out of nowhere mm-hmm. of what appear to be werewolf attacks uh, sprouting up all across America, starting in bigger cities okay. and <clears throat> trickling out to smaller places. <clears throat> and it becomes apparent that someone has figured out a way to synthesize um, the chemical that would create that, that was in someone to create the werewolf persona that they, okay. would, that they would turn into <clears throat> synthesize it into a drug Ooh. that's now being abused but like cocaine or okay. you know uh, so that's the, the the main crux of the story okay is that, that werewolves of lore and gyp, you know the gypsy curse and all that was a thing, but that's over. There's this new problem with uh, people essentially turning themselves into synthetic werewolves on mm-hmm. nights of the full moon by using a drug. So it's pretty great. Okay. Now, these werewolves, what kind of werewolves are they? Are they like giant wolves? Are they wolf men? <clears throat> I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> uh, they are uh, they are full on uh, American Werewolf in London style wolves. Okay, so not necessarily just like a big wolf, but like a giant wolf like creature. Like not not bipedal. Not okay. Do they? Right. And I assume they don't have any conscious control over themselves when they change, or do they? Do they know what they're doing when they're... They don't. Okay. They don't. No. Okay. Uh, to the user who becomes the werewolf, it's all just a head trip, and they, they don't see through their own eyes okay. once they change. It's more, it's like a, a really uh, deep uh, LSD trip. Okay. Uh, in which they're no longer a part of their own body. Gotcha. Which is the wolf. All they know is they wake up naked in the woods, you know, or wherever. Right. Uh, they not, just figure it was a heavy trip, and they just fucked off into the woods and right. got naked. Yeah. Okay. As you do on LSD. I know I do. Right. Huh. Okay. Well, you've got uh, a minute, 15 seconds. Is there anything else you want to um, add to that? I'd like, uh, I'd like to have... Um, Glass eye picks attached to the film. Okay. Uh, 
uh, with Larry Fessenden as a producer. Okay. Which should be affordable. Sure. And we would have access to his um, rogues gallery of actors. Who would be your ideal casting for the lead? And what would that lead character be? Uh, the lead character is a guy uh, who who uh, his family, his ancestry, is uh, that of the lycanthrope. Okay. So he's um, of that bloodline. He's of that bloodline. Uh, and he's immersed himself over the years in research. Okay. Uh, he's he's essentially the the Van Helsing character, um, the okay. the the monster hunter who okay. who um, decides you know that something has to be done, and it's up to him to do it. So he's he's the expert who hasn't had any field experience because there's been no need for it up till this point. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. So he's untested, but he has all the knowledge. And bigger, okay. Um, and he, of course, tries where you try at the at the local level of government, and no one's listening to him. Sure, so he course. decides to take matters into his own hands. Okay. Well, you're over five minutes now, but I don't care. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he more than likely. Um, I would like to see Mickey Rourke. Okay. But I would like to see Mickey Rourke 15 years ago. Sure, sure. Uh, see, my first choice for casting would be Nick DiMicci. Yeah. Uh, but I think he's in late phases. He is. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's the guy in late phases, right. right? Yeah. Yeah. So that won't really work. Yeah. Uh, but I'm open for casting. Uh, okay. I, I don't know. I thought uh, maybe uh, taking the taking everything that you know about werewolf lore and throwing it out the window. Okay. As far as how it happens, sure, uh, might be a fresh take. Okay, I like it. I would totally watch that movie. Cool. I mean, but then again, I'm gonna watch the shit out of Wolf Cop. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only one, my friend. Um, now, I mentioned to you earlier that I actually have a couple ideas. Um, yeah, yeah. One's kind of just like a general change in the lore, and one is an actual rough idea. Um. I will say I've actually seen, since I've come up with this idea, I've found a graphic novel that apparently, like, my story kind of has some parallels there, Mm -hmm. which is upsetting. Um, But, you know, it happens. Uh, The lore change, I think it would be interesting to see, like, a werewolf scenario where it's not like the full moon you turn into your wolf self. Mm -hmm. It's that on, um, like, you go through a cycle, and as you get closer to the full moon, um, you become more wolf-like, like in appearance so and like everything. It's a gradual change. Right, like throughout the month. Right, that's so cool. like the, you know, <clears throat> 15 days after the full moon, you look like a normal person. Mm-hmm. But as you get closer to the full moon, you turn into a giant, like, wolf man, um, which, of course, that's pretty cool. causes, <laughs> causes problems for you. If you have the <laughs> right. affliction, uh, you're kind of guaranteed to be a hermit of some sort. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> now, the story thing, I, apparently there's a graphic novel called uh, The Curse or Cursed or something like that that has like a similar idea to this. But um, I had this story where there's this uh, guy who's a cop um, whose wife died like a decade ago 
and he has a young son who has some incurable disease, say like uh, leukemia or, you know, some kind of uh, intense aggressive form of cancer. And, you know, the cop salary doesn't necessarily cover all the medical bills and all that. So he has to find outside income. <clears throat> and so kind of off the books, you know, uh, on a regular basis, he goes through the uh, um, like the criminal on the lamb files and becomes like a bounty hunter on the side, essentially. That's pretty much wolf cop. Yeah. <laughs> but then he decides to track down this one guy who's known for being especially vicious and brutal. Um, you know, tears his victims apart uh, physically. And uh, he tracks him down and uh, catches him. And um, for some reason, instead of turning him in instantly, he takes him to his home and locks him up. And come to find out that this guy is a werewolf. Um, and is kind of taunted and uh, at the same time enticed by the werewolf because the guy tells him, look, I have this affliction that gives me healing properties. I'm essentially immortal. I, I don't get sick. I don't have any illness. I heal from any wound. And so there's like this moral dilemma. Do I let this guy infect my son? So that he'll be cured of his deadly disease, but turn into a monster of sorts. You know, once he is infected, will I be able to train him so that he doesn't become like this guy? Or, you know, there's the chance that he'll just turn into a monster like this guy that I've caught. So. I think you got a lot going on there. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a really good idea. Yeah. You should do that. I probably should. <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah. Well. Wait for uh, it's coming out in a couple of years. Michael Fassbender plays the cop. Um, <laughs> Sam Rockwell <laughs> is the werewolf, and Christoph Waltz plays his son. Uh, look forward in spring. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Yeah, with Daniel Day Lewis <laughs> as Bub. <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs> Throw yeah, him in why there not? too. Uh, well, that's going to do it for another episode of uh, We Belong Dead. Coming in a little under, which is nice. 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 That this might be our shortest episode yet. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Um, WeirdoChurch.com is where you can find everything about our podcasts and my reviews uh, and Ben's action figure sexting roundup vlogs which are fantastic <laughs> they, they're fucking awesome um, yeah weirdochurch.com for everything we also have some facebook pages for dispatches from the weird and church of the holy weirdo uh, on twitter you can follow me at at lono you can find me on facebook you can email us at webelongdeadpod at gmail.com uh, where, what are, where, what is your, uh, footprint there, Ian? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at IMM1887. And you can find me on, uh, How far Facebook. off are you from 100? Uh, about 56. Ah. <laughs> I'm down to four. Oh. Yeah. I need stretch. four followers on Twitter. Let's do this, guys. Alright, uh, thanks again, uh, for listening. And until next time, uh, once again from the new studio here, which we have yet to name. Uh, always remember to raise a glass to a new world of gods and monsters. Oh, 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 oh.